This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. UFC Vegas 31 is in the books. Let's hit that intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Five Rounds here on the Radio Techers channel. I am Mags, and with me, as always, my son, Carlos. Carlos, how are you? Oh, I'm not doing too bad, as yourself. Yeah, I'm not doing bad. Absolutely knackered. It's been a long-ass day today. Uh, but UFC uh, Vegas 31 is in the books. Uh, it's all done and dusted. Let's quickly go through these uh, prelims, and we'll get to the main card. So we started the night. Uh, in their weight division with Rodrigo Ferreira getting the second round KO of Alan Vador. And then uh, Francisco Figueredo uh, lost via decision. That's uh, Davidson Figueredo's uh, older brother. Uh, he lost to Malcolm Gordon. Then uh, Sergei Morozov uh, beat Kelly Tahar uh, by decision in the bantamweight. Uh, Amanda Limos got a 35 second knockout of Mont. Montserrat Ruiz, which was absolutely brutal. And then we've ended the prelims with uh, another first-round knockout this time, Daniel Rodriguez scoring the victory over Preston Parsons. So going into the main card, we started with uh, Gabriel Benitez taking on Billy Q, Billy Quarantilo, uh, and this was a dominant victory by Billy Q. Um First round uh, started quite uh, a little bit nervous. Billy was uh, throwing uh, leg kicks. Uh, Benita started with with uh, head kicks, but uh, once Billy uh, and Benita started throwing shots at each other, uh, there was a big right by uh, Billy Q. He uh, he floors Benitez, uh, follows up uh, Benitez, uh, tr- uh, threatens to go for the uh, the armbar. Uh, but um, Quarantino is uh, able to pass and get back into a scramble, get that body lock in, and he's uh, going for the choke. Benitez is, does well to to defend it, but he was just he was just getting beat up on the ground. Um, he finally gets free with about a minute to go, uh, and you can see that it's took a lot of energy out of him. He takes a massive, massive deep breath. Um, the Billy goes to uh, go for the leg again. Um, but the round finishes, um, similar kind of thing with the second round. Uh, Billy uh, scores uh, quick punches and then goes for the flight that uh, flying knee, uh, gets the takedown, gets the back, starts the control again, the body lock again. Really, really good ground game. Um, Benitez able to get back to his feet, uh, but he took a hell of a lot of punishment and his left eye is an absolute mess. 
Um, again, Billy goes for goes for uh, to goes for the takedown, gets it again. He's just able to uh, drag Benitez to the floor, uh, pretty much uh, as and when he he wants to. Um, at the end of that second round, we get a doctor check for the R. Uh, he clears it, but it, it absolutely does look a mess. Uh, third round, again, pretty much a lot of the same stuff. Billy takes it to the ground. Billy controls on the ground. Uh, finish actually comes with uh, Billy looking for a choke. Uh, Benitez not letting him uh, lock it in. So from his back, <laughs> he just punches the living shit out of uh, Benitez and gets the stoppage from the bottom. Uh, great finish and a great victory for, for Billy. Going into that, uh, going into that fight actually as an uh, underdog as well. Uh, but he was so dominant. Well, that's it. Well, I can tell coming into the fight, I'm going to an underdog. Benavitas, he, he hits like a truck and he can take a punch. But what surprised me with Billy is when he knocked him down in the first round, I was surprised that he didn't capitalise and try and jump on him straight away and finish it. But then I were also, in a way, you know what? Well done. Conserve your energy. You've still got a dangerous guy from the end of the day. And he did. He took him to the third round. Um, it's just Billy with that precision, with that eye and his... As soon as that second round and you're seeing the eyes swell up, and then as soon as, like you said, the doctor basically saying to the referee, they can go on, but if he takes any more shots off, I'm going to call the fight off, mm-hmm. let alone you. So the ref has already got it in his head. The physician's already told him, listen, your job is now. He gets any more shots into that eye, you stop the you stop the fight. Yeah. And instantly, as a fighter, if you're opposite... If you're the opposite from your opponent and you overhear that from the physician saying that to the referee, you as a fighter, ching ching, I've won this fight, I know what I need to do now. I need to I don't even need to go and try and knock him out. I don't need to try and go for a submission. I just need to try and make sure all my punches that I throw now land exactly to that art. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Billy was doing. And to some extent, uh, to some extent, uh, Benitez. Uh, Benitez for some reason, there, I had fucking other Benitez in my head. Then, you know, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Benitez just. Yeah, Benavidez. Benavidez. It's Sam tired, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it is nearly six o'clock in the morning, guys. Yeah. Uh, Benitez, you could just tell him he didn't want any more of it. The, and he, not only that, he didn't want any more of it. You could tell the, when he was on, on his back, he was doing the right thing by trying to put. Billy's um, ankle when he's locking that body triangle up that way yeah no yeah that way yeah so that way you've got an even fucking skeleton match right so when you're locking the body triangle you generally want to go to the 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 side which is their foot's on to get that pressure yeah uh, to release it but it don't matter what Ben Benitez um, was doing he 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 just couldn't get out of that position. He was he was farting the hand off really well to try and to try and stop the rear naked choke. But he was just taking punishment and punishment and punishment. He couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he could do was try and stop the hand. And then to the referee, when you're a fire and you're doing that and you're caught seeing, that to a referee does it's look panic. Yeah, yeah that's panicking. That's just panic farting. So He's um, also looking at that, thinking to himself, well, if you're not getting out of this, your eyes are already a mess. Now you panic for a win. I'm going to stop it for your benefit. And that's exactly what that the referee did. And it, yeah. were a perfect, it were a perfect stoppage at the time. Could have happened sooner. Could have happened later. But uh, either way, it were Billy 
took that uh, third round, uh, saw the opportunity and absolutely took it. Mm-hmm. He knew the hour already beat up, so that was the winning point for him. Uh, as soon as he took him down, that was it. He was just amethysting that eye, and the, yeah. yeah, he had to just the ref had to stop it. He he couldn't defend himself at some point. I think after like the the third or fourth punch, actually hit him on the ground. I think he was just letting him hit him at that point, like, fuck it, I just stop him, man. It's a case of, I can't stop him doing it, so I might as well let him and the, the ref will jump in. Yeah. So after that, we had uh, Rodolfo Vieira taking on Dustin Stoltzvus. Uh, um, interesting last name, I'm going to be definitely calling him Dustin. Um, but this, this this part was... was actually a really good stand-up fight for the for the first couple of rounds. Um, quite nervy in the, in the beginning. Uh, Vieira, uh, he uh, wanted control of the centre of the cage. Uh, early early point where both, uh, both were, were looking for those big, big shots. Um, Vieira's movement, it seemed really well. He looked really comfortable. Uh, but uh, Stolfus uh, started landing some big shots. Um, but then, um, once he got once uh, Vieira returned them back, Stolfer's nose uh, it, it broke pretty much straight away. Um, and you could see that that was kind of like the the half of Benitez, it was going to be the target, and that's what uh, Vieira landed time and time again that jab to the nose. Uh, going into the second, he, he, he concentrated a little bit more on a on going for the ground game, which which I'm surprised really that he didn't go for in the first round with him being uh, really kind of technically gifted on the ground. But he gets the uh, the takedown in the beginning of the second, gets the slam. Um, it's uh, quickly stuffed and uh, we get back uh, uh, to the feet. But Vieira keeps that body lock on. Uh, Self is able to to break it and, and get back to the middle of the octagon. Um but that jab was punishing uh, Stolfus's nose all the way through uh, the first and second round. Uh, coming into the third round, uh, Stolfus knew he had to uh, he had to come out and and finish this fight because he was two he was two rounds down. He was getting beat up. Uh, Vieira um, ducked his punches, got the fight took to the ground, um, got to half guard. Um, but Stolfus was able to uh, quickly get up. Um, was then dragged back down. Um, was uh, was kind of like almost Vieira was looking to take the back, but uh, Stolfus uh, did a, a really cool, quick transition. Uh, jumps out, got, got he's got the back of uh, of of um, of Vieira got the back of Stolfus and was able to uh, lock in uh, that rear naked choke. Um, um, we didn't get a tap because <laughs> Stolfus actually went fast asleep. Uh, so, yeah, uh, after taking two rounds of punishment, uh, Stolfus uh, had to go for broke in that third round and it cost him. And he uh, he had a good nap at the end of the third round. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, I didn't know what the I didn't know what Mark was saying uh, at first. When I was watching the fact that generally I try not to listen to the commentators whilst mm-hmm. watching the fight, but yeah, then... Because obviously... you get that commentary bias. Yeah, because... Yeah, exactly. Like you get the commentary bias, and but when they say some stuff, my ears will perk up. Like, eh? what did you say there? So I didn't know what he was. Did he? Did he miss weight, or was he just referring to the fact is his last couple of fights because he's wrestling based, he's gassed out a lot. I don't believe he missed weight. 
So I think, I think that's what they were saying then, and it does. It did make sense in the fact why he wasn't going for the takedowns in the first and the second to what to conserve that energy going into the third. But I also agree with Mark. If your strength is your wrestling, you use it, even though it's going to dwell on your gas tank initially, it's going to make you better. Because if you're doing it in your farts and in the gym, it should generally work. Mm-hmm. It's, it only shouldn't do it is if something's not taking place, like you're not doing the proper training or you're not being professional on different levels. You're not you're not working out what you need to do on what day. Your, your nutrition, your your cardio. A lot of fighters miss running out and just this this the straight cardio and the endurance part of it is a massive thing in mixed martial arts. Uh, but yeah, he were able to stand for the first two rounds, and his arms. I don't know how people like him neck welterweight. Because he, he just looked look like a middleweight. Yeah. He, was just, he was just farting. He like, might as well just start doing fucking catchweights in the UFC. But yeah, he was just so, he was just so big. Guarantee I would have to, to wear ball for them two. Now, not one of them wear 170. Oh, no, definitely not. Um, 190 minimum. Mm. So it's, his jab was just laser accurate and he just absolutely... Um, smashed Dustin up. Mm-hmm. His, his nose was just, was just it was plastered. Flat. It was flat. Yeah. After the first jab, you just see it sort of piss out, and the second one, it would just pop. It was like, shit, how many more is he going to take of that? And you could tell in the second round, he he didn't like it because he was the first one to shoot. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't, obviously, as a wrestler, he didn't even have to sprawl. He just basically just moved it. Just fucking pivoted out of the way. Uh, so, um, Dustin could take him down, but yeah, it were a weird, um, weird, weird one for Dustin. You couldn't say to him that his game plan was shit. It just didn't work. He he didn't have no head movement. That's why the the jab was so effective on him. Yeah. And he was just uh, uh, after a while in the fight, he was basically just walking walking into the jab, and just his face was there for the open, so it was just jab all day. So once he once he fought once he Figured out that I'm gonna be. I probably can't get past this job. I'll try and shoot in, and when he shot in and he couldn't get the down, it's like shit. He's the better fighter, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he went into the third, and as, as we seen, as um, Vieira, Vieira, um, <laughs> he's an absolute tank, and he were, he were able to just for such a big man for him to just jump on someone's back like that and just position himself the way he did, and it was just. Smooth and fast, it was mm-hmm. like a like a tiger just getting on your back. And mm-hmm. once he once he had yeah. that chalking, he transitioned like uh, like a flower. Yeah. The speed of it. Well, that's it. And generally, when you're like that's what Bisping would be saying. That's if you can do that that fast. That should generally be your your go to thing. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be right. I'll keep it for the last round just in case I need it because well. In this fight, did it worked perfectly for him keeping it to that last round? Yeah, because he broke down um, Dustin in yeah, the first the, two. Using the jab perfectly, you were able to just keep him at bay, not take any punishment. But as you go on, 
you're not going to be able to stop everyone in the tracks just with a jab because you're going to fight people who've got head movement. You're going to fight people who's like, oh, try to throw that jab all you want. I'll counter it, slip it side, and crack your own. Mm-hmm. So it's you, you've got to you've got to sort of count your next step. And for his next fight, he's obviously going to think more of right. Well, my wrestling is my strong suit. I'm going to need to do that a lot more. But he need definitely needs to work on his cardio. But for the actual way he was able to get the finish and the respect as well that he's shown as well afterwards when he, he I think he was more looking for the tap, but he, uh, Dustin were, was as, just as he let go, I think Justin went out, wakes up a couple of seconds later, like, oh shit, disorientated, what's gone on a bit. And he, um, Vera didn't, didn't, didn't try and push him off or move him or that. He just waited patiently for him to just get up like, mm-hmm. off him, say thank you, sorry, blah, 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 on to the next one. But, yeah, class performance by, by both of them. And both of them have definitely got work to do. Oh, yeah, definitely. So after that, we're going to the middle of the card. Uh, Jeremy Stevens, who was – this was his 33rd UFC fight, been with the company for – well, 15 years, I think, altogether. Uh, to be fair, maybe his last fight after after this performance. Uh, he was going up against Mateus Gamrot. Um, Gamrot started with an early left, got the, the uh, single leg, uh, dragged um, Jerry Stevens to the ground, uh, grabs the left arm, uh, goes for the Kimura. Uh, Stevens really kind of struggling to get out of, out of, the, out of the position. Um, Gamrot looked like he was going to switch to uh, an armbar for a second, but he, uh, he did stick with the, the Kimura. Um, that was a good decision because he uh, he sinked it in and Jeremy Stevens had no choice to tap. One minute, five seconds, and uh, Gamrot scores a, a massive, massive victory. Yeah, you, what can you say with Jeremy Stevens? He's an absolute legend. He's fought the who's who's who you could you could fight in the, in the UFC, especially over his 10-plus years with the actual company. Mm-hmm. He's one of the, the fighters that has got more fights in the UFC than a lot of people. Like the, A lot of uh, fighters talk about that Bisping and they're in the 20 club. That's a big thing for people in the UFC. So you've got to be on a different level to be in that 30 to 40 club. And that's what Jeremy Stevens is. And when I refer to that, meaning 20 plus fights, 30 plus fights in the UFC, they like you said, what was this? He's 30, 33rd, 33rd fight in the UFC. It's only like four or something behind, four or five behind uh, Donald Cerrone. Mm-hmm. And I think he's at like 37, 40 fights, something like that in the UFC. Um, so, yeah, but it, it's just hard to say because it's hard to watch him lose. But then again, it's also. It's also a good thing because it just goes to show that these younger guys are getting better. Yeah. They're moving up. They're watching the sport. They know who Jeremy Stevens is. And Jeremy Stevens can't beat him as easy as it was. Like his pressure, what like he was known for. He was known as basically that tanky in that first round, you need to stay away from him because he's gonna try and knock you out. Yeah. Now people are just taking him down. Like we just saw in this fight. He, he got took down and it went for the Kimura and a, this is the one thing I'm going to say now about the Kimura. Too many people commit to the Kimura because once you've committed to that Kimura and you don't get it, you can actually you put yourself in a, in a worse position, position. Yeah. than you were in the first place. Your best bet is to just fucking let it go and kick and push off. That's your 
If not, try and grapple back. Don't just try and grab hold of the arm because if you're on the feet and you grab hold of the arm, what's you're probably going to get lifted up and slammed on your head like um, like Rose did. And then like this now, if you if you go to the ground and you grab hold of the arm and you commit to it too much and you overcommit to it and you don't try and grapple with it and you don't try and set it up by wrapping your legs around your opponent's body and et cetera, et cetera, you're just putting yourself in a worse position. Then your, your opponent's... It, to someone who should be on that skill level, I'd say I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but if someone was to do that with me, I'd let them do that because I know initially they're going to... I'm going to be on top of them, yeah? I'm going to go inside control. I know where this is going. So, fuck it. Carry on. And then before you know it, you're inside control. You've laid a couple of elbows in and they've let go of your arm. And the next thing before you know it, you've got your own Kamora on them. And that's... The way I'm explained it is the way exactly as it happened in this fight. I've saw it time and time again in other fights, in sparring, in the gym. Just stuff that fighters commit to so much and then it ends up coming back and biting them on the arse. And Jer- uh, Jeremy Stevens did exactly exactly that thing. And it's a rookie mistake. For someone who's a veteran, it was a very rookie mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about veterans and that's a good segue into, uh, into the co-main event. Uh, a veteran of, of UFC and Strike Force, uh, former champion Misha Tate, making her comeback after four and a bit years out of the game, taking on uh, Marion Renault, 44 years old. Uh, already said before the fact that this was going to be her, her last uh, uh, MMA fight. Um, so yeah, it was a. This was going to be a, a big change of the guard, and um, Misha Tate has come back looking super strong. I think she looked in better shape than she's ever looked in 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 the time that I remember seeing her. Um, the first round, uh, quite a nervy start. Um, very patient between both of them. Uh, no one wanted to really kind of take that risk in losing the fight pretty early. Uh, Tate did a, a few low kicks. A um, uh, couple of shots down down the middle, uh, but um, her movement and the way she was bouncing on her feet was was really impressive. Uh, um, Renault tried to uh, to take down the the lead leg, um, keep, uh, kind of like chop it down, uh, but uh, wasn't really able to do that much damage. Uh, we get a bit of a clinch up against the cage, uh, knees uh, swapped, uh, body lock, um, then. Um, it essentially, it's just a, a little bit of a, a jabbing contest. Uh, take, um, gets the takedown coming up close to the end of the first round, controls the, the ankle, moves past the leg, uh, runs out of time, um, comes into the second round. Uh, Renault starts uh, much more aggressive, uh, landing a massive front kicker uh, to start, and take, uh, lands uh, some shots after that. Uh, again, we uh, we see uh, Misha go for the for the takedown. Uh, uh, Marion gets uh, gets told by the referee about grabbing the cage. Uh, then we get uh, Tate lifting her up for a big slam. That was a, a heavy slam by Misha Tate, uh, but gets into half guard. Um, again, Misha Misha goes for the 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 Kimura this time. Um, and then, oh no, sorry, it was uh, Marion that went for the Kimura on, on Misha. Um, and then uh, uh, Misha did exactly what you explained it earlier, using your using your, your body to kind of uh, press down, prevent that submission, um, which makes uh, uh, Marion uh, let that go. 
Uh, they then stand up, um, and then we see uh, Misha get back on 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 top of um, of Marion, landing some big shots to to end. See a little bit of blood from uh, Marion Renault uh, again. Too late for for Misha to really get a lot of offense in in that in that uh, in that uh, position um, coming into the third. Um, Misha. Uh, was really kind of starting to push the pace now, landing a lot more punches. She gets a, a Marion up against the cage and kind of like does a almost like a, a Diego Sanchez Blitzkrieg style. Um, Marion uh, essentially tries to scramble once uh, once Misha goes for another takedown, uh, nearly gets a, a crucifix, but that gives uh, Misha the the opportunity to uh, to spin his heart, start landing some shots. Uh, Marion's uh, essentially trapped on the floor, face down. Uh, Misha's just firing shot after shot after shot. Not really heavy shots, I wouldn't have thought, but plenty of them that uh, Mark Smith uh, he essentially did what he saw in the first fight. Um, the the one uh, um, against Billy Quarantillo, he saw that the the fire was taking damage and not really doing much to defend, so he stops the fire and... Uh, a great comeback victory for Misha Tate looking to uh, push on to get a tile shot. Definitely. Cupcake, welcome back. <laughs> now, I'm going to be harsh on you because I love you too much not to be. Four years coming back into the UFC is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Got no one without a doubt. No, one's, no one can say that that is not impressive. Coming back to, to get a win like that. Now, people are going to... People are already going to say your opponent was 40-odd. Your opponent was was out. This was just a comeback fight. And to me, this is all This is all it was. This was basically Dominic Cruz coming back to fight in that, that guy we fought. This was just a warm-up fight. I'm going to sound a bit like a dick here, but for me to be impressed, I want to see a fight, someone in the top five, a legitimate one. Because we, we, no disrespect to... Um, Marion. Uh, Marion. She she was on her way out. She she she's known it for a good year. She said it herself too many times. Like Dana says, once you start mentioning retirement, you're probably best off just doing it. She didn't seem to be she didn't seem to want to be in there. She just seemed to like, this is my last fight, my last payday. Don't matter what happens, I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna get my gloves up anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of attitude I got from her because she didn't really seem to be wanting to fight that much. She wasn't that that fire wasn't there. You can just tell if you want to when you want to, when when you're a fighter and you want to be in there and you, you want something so bad, you can just tell how people are fighting, how they are. And it's it were hard for me to look at her and, and think, she wants this win. She wants to go out on a win. To me, she just wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how, just just get out of the game. She's had enough of it. She's done. She's agreed with it. Fair enough to her. Well done. That's one for uh, for what she has done in the sport for how long she's been uh, in the UFC. But for me, she to come back and be on form like that. Uh, wrestling was was phenomenal. Like it always has been. A striking has got better. Definitely better. But it's all right me seeing this now against a person. Like I said, people are going to say your opponent's 40-odd, she was on her way out. So it's easy for me to say you've definitely got better when head movement was a problem. 
you she got you got hit a couple of times and you didn't move out of it. Now again, it's four years out, he's gonna do that to people. You you're gonna you're gonna take off little bits. Overall it were a fantastic performance. But now I'd like to see Cupcake actually Test yeah, versus yeah. someone who I know that she can I know that she can test herself with. I knew she was gonna win this fight. Simple as that. Like she don't matter how long she was gonna be out, she's just her name is Misha Tate. She holds history in that bantamweight division in the UFC. She holds history with the names of Amanda Nunes, your um your Ronda Rouses, your Holly Holmes. She's there, she's Literally, in my opinion, one of your four horse women. She's literally your four big names. She's one of them in in them weights. Taking away Rose and Weili Zhang and stuff like that. Just just focus on the bantam weight upwards. They're your four biggest names, and one of them hasn't been in the UFC for four years. Mitchy to still the biggest name. Ronda Rousey. Never coming back to the UFC in WWE. <laughs> Still the biggest women's name in mixed martial arts. And she doesn't even do mixed martial arts. She's fully retired. Ollie Holm, the, probably the third biggest name, dropping off of it. You've only got Amanda Nunes left. If Cupcake can do what she, what she did tonight and keep that ball rolling after four years, because a lot of people have got to remember that's four years of her training, let her body recover, mm-hmm. not taking punishment to the head, so her brain's all her brain's all there. She's not not thinking clearly, so she has got potential to come back and and challenge Amanda Nunes. But then you you've got to look at it realistically. Amanda Nunes is an absolute beast. It's hard for the UFC to sell her now. It's hard for the UFC to even promote her because she's that good. She beats everyone how she wants to beat them. She wants to submit. She's going to submit her. She wants to knock you out. She's going to knock you out. So it's, it's a, there's a reason why she's going to be the core main event when Nick and when Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler fights because it's so hard for the UFC to go. Yeah, tell you what, we'll put you in the main event. But shit, then how are we going to sell this? Because no one's going to want to watch it, especially in England. And it, it was funny actually. Cause I actually bring up the guy who I was speaking to. There's a there's a, a group on Facebook. That I follow. It's called UFC fans. UK and Ireland. There's 19,000 people in there, you bunch of fucking casuals. There were me and one guy called Nick. Literally, I promise you now, there were me and one guy called Nick. And the only reason I saw his comment is because he put on, fuck me, it's quiet tonight, where are all the fucking casuals? And I liked it, and I commented that, oh, it's because McGregor's not fighting tonight, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And we're literally from, I think it was like the third or fourth, third or fourth fight in, me and him were just having a conversation on that Facebook page. And it were like, are you taking the piss? You bunch of, there were 90,000 people who were up. So that's basically my point. It's going to be hard for the UFC to get them 90,000 people off their horses to fight, to watch, basically, Amanda Nunes beat someone when they can just wake up the next day, go right at Facebook, two-minute clip, oh, she won again. Yeah. Oh, no surprise there. So it's good to have people like Cupcake back in the mix doing what she's doing and hopefully she can keep that go she can keep that ball ball going. Yeah. I'd love it to see her back at the top, I'm not gonna lie. Yep, yeah, um totally agree. I think uh, it, it's good that she's back. I mean the fact that it took her so long to become UFC champion uh and 
and for her to be back, yeah, it's it's, it's cool. Um, but let's get into this main event. The the uh, the person looking to take up the mantle of uh, of teammate and uh, one of his best friends, uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, uh, Islam Makachev, the essentially the the lightweight boogeyman because nobody wanted to fight him at all. Um, props to Thiago Moises for for stepping up uh, to take on the challenge. And you know what? He actually put in a really good performance. Uh, lasted way longer in this fight than I than I thought he would. Uh, but ultimately, uh, Makachev did pick up the the submission victory. Uh, first round was um, it was a, a lot of actually on the feet, which I'm actually surprised with because obviously we know that Makachev is part of that American top team, part of that uh, Eagles Fight Club, where it's very much ground based wrestling sambo style. Um, he doesn't actually score the first takedown until that. There's about a minute to go, uh, and that's when he picks up uh, Moses and, and essentially slams him. Um, but uh, in the in the four minutes build up to that, he was actually uh, Maxwell was landing some really good shots, really kind of technically skilled with his with his hands, um, kind of matching uh, Moses shot for shot. Uh, second round, we actually see Moses go for the takedown. Uh, he, he lifts up Makachev, drops him to the canvas, and then uh, Makachev, being that wily wrestler that he is, uh, near enough uh, grabs the neck and, and tries to go for the guillotine. Um, but again, it was a, another a round where um, Makachev gets the takedown late, late in the round, um, was able to get that body lock, but was not enough time to really kind of work and, and get the... Uh, submission, but what he did do really well was break down uh, Thiago Moises. Um, he knew that he could match him on the feet, but when it comes to the ground, that's where he uh, that's where he knew he, he, his uh, his skill was so much better than Thiago Moises. So he had no kind of he didn't have to rush. He didn't have to kind of like um, uh, go for the uh, go for a submission. What wasn't there, he knew he had the the time and the uh, the patience to to make sure that the uh, the submission was was there and and was easy for him to get. Uh, didn't have to really kind of like uh, stretch himself and put himself in in too much risk. And that that ended up coming in the fourth round uh, when uh, um, Moises tried to scramble from a takedown, uh, but Makachev uh, was able to uh, get straight back on top. Uh, Turned and got the choking, uh, was able to roll Moises over and got the got the tap. Uh, a great performance by Moises. I've got to give him props. He, uh, it, it takes a real brave person to take on this Islam Makachev. Uh, I, I personally think we've got an, a, a dangerous contender in this lightweight uh, division. Uh, but yeah, Makachev picks up uh, uh, his ninth victory in the UFC. You definitely right when you say you've got a dangerous contender on our hands. This guy is now actually before I get on to it, like just I've just said, uh obviously um Moises. Thiago Moises. <laughs> he oh, fuck, I won't remember any of these names by the end of today. Thiago Moises, twenty six year old, comes into fight, is that like Mac who no one wants to fight. Props to him, he's an absolute beast. There were some points in that fight I thought shit, he's got He's got his um, he's got his number here. Mm-hmm. 
is on that good that he, he basically proved me. He's just like, oh, shut the fuck up and sit down. You've done nothing. It's the, pa- <laughs> it's the patience of within, though. He doesn't rush. He's he, so calm. Yeah, that's, he, the, that's it. He's so calm. That's the good thing about him. The guy's 29. He's been with Khabib his full life. Ever since school, he started at the age of 15. Khabib's dad trained them both. Mm-hmm. They, they literally have, have brought up that family. And then... Well, they live like, literally around the corner from each other. Exactly. They were both, literally both brought up in um, in Dagestan. Mm-hmm. That's their home country. But, like, the Mag's already just explained the, how the fight happened. So there's no point in going more into that. What I can go into, though, is coach Javier. He is one of the best coaches about in mixed martial arts. Him, uh, aka, is just phenomenal. Yeah, I said the American top thing. I am aka. That's my my bad. Yeah, aka. Yeah, American kickboxing academy. Mm-hmm. That is him, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, American kickboxing academy. With him, he he knows that Khabib, Islam, Uzmir, Uzman. He knows that all these lot can stand up. But then what's the point when they've got father's plan? What they've been training on their whole life? Yeah. What Khabib uh, what Khabib has basically built a legacy off and what Islam can do. And we've seen it time and time again. Islam can do it better than Khabib. He can do it in a mixed martial arts format, way better than Khabib. His performance tonight looks a bit off. But I agree with Someone who Nick Nick or all the casual people, <laughs> there the, the casual page who no one joined in. Nick, I was speaking to him and uh, shouts out. I don't know his last name, but Nick, this one's for you. I'll put it out there. Like uh, he said, he said, is he trying to make himself look a, look shitter than than he is or something, or is he is he just trying to get people to fight him in the top ten? Because he he did his performance didn't look like it was. As sharp as it usually I mean, is, that that actually would make sense if you're struggling to get someone to fight you. Would you put in a, a, a weaker performance, hoping to attract another fighter? Well, you could do that because it, it makes sense and it is clever. Because, mm-hmm. like Daniel Cormier said, this kid is 29 year old, but he is not at 100 percent yet. And people don't want to fight him. So, when do you want to fight him at 100 percent? So well, he, he he went all the way through 2020 with no fight because nobody wanted to fight him. He's a um, scary dude. Before this fight, he fought Drew Dober, uh, and he got the the arm triangle sub uh, in that fight. But yeah, before the fight before that was September 2019. Nobody wants to fight him. He's, he's literally you think Tony Ferguson is is the El Kikui is the boogeyman. He's not. This guy's the boogeyman. People are terrified of, of finding people don't pick up the phone if they think they're going to be uh, in a fight with Makachev. And a poor performance might get might get someone like Tony Ferguson thinking, Yeah, do you know what? I'll take this fight. Uh, and then that's when uh, Makachev puts in the performance of his lifetime and destroys someone. Oh, well, that's as well. People got to remember it's not like the guy he's worried about money or training or all like that. He's, he's literally got family around him who's mentored. He doesn't need to worry about that. Mm-hmm. He he he's literally training to come and take that belt off Oliveira. There is no doubt about it. You will see within the next one point five to two year. I I will put money on it. He will be fighting for that belt, even if it's not, even if it's just because no one wants to fight him, and they've run out of people that Oliveira can beat. 
but he will fight for that belt one way or another. He's too. He's just too good. He's striking. He's 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 up there with, with some of them. I wouldn't say he's the best, but he's striking. He's getting there. He's grappling. Well, what you can't complain he's, about your grappling. You can't say anything. Arguably one of the best in the world. I literally. He's far from Khabib. He's the the best sambo wrestler mm-hmm. to do it in mixed martial arts. Behind Khabib, he's got the potential to take. All the Khabib, so a lot of people. I'd say, arguably, maybe better than Khabib because he's this is a he was four time Russian national champion in Sambo, uh, multiple time world champion, gold medalist mm. in uh, the 2016 Sambo Championships. This guy is scary good this, on the ground, yeah. This guy is serious, and what a lot of people uh, obviously debated on when it goes back to the goal status of how can Khabib be goal? He's only been like three decent people when you've got like John Boyd Jones and stuff like that beating people like the Orbachida, Shogun, Rashad, Gustafsson twice, Dizzy twice, which is fair enough. But this guy could actually go on to beat all these people in the top mm-hmm. ten, pick up that belt and, and keep it for a fair bit. He could literally be that, that Degestani in goal that everyone's saying Khabib now he's not just because of who he's faced he could sort of rewrite that history to go oh, well no we're still the best it's just Khabib started it a little bit later than me Khabib helped me start it when I was at this age and it works out perfectly for him now obviously like we said I think it doesn't work out perfectly obviously because they haven't got father's plan they haven't got father there anymore but then they have got Khabib, that's the good thing. They've still got that eagle in the corner. Even though they haven't got father, they've got a father figure. They've got, they've got yeah, and they've Khabib. still got Umar still there and Abdul is still there. So yeah. they've still got that Nurmagomedov uh, uh, base to work with. Definitely. And that's all he needs to go off. He just needs to think into his head, what do I need to do? What do I need to get better? What do I need to get to that next step? And for me to say to him, what you need to do is... I don't have a clue because he's just... He just needs fast. He needs he, fast to climb the ranks. Literally, that's all he needs to do. He needs fast. I don't know how many times that's... A, his striking's on point. His grappling's amazing. No one wants to fight him. And mm-hmm. apart from his opponent tonight, who's 26, by the way, so that's a learning experience for him. I mean, to, to put it in context, Islam was coming to this fight at rank now. To get a fight, he had to take somebody who was, who was outside the top 15. And that's bad. And then you're looking at uh, Dos Anjos, not got a fight book. Ferguson, not got a fight book. We've obviously seen Connor and Poirier recently, but Michael Chandler, no fight book. Benil Darius, no fight book. Justin Gaethje, no fight book. Um, all them free to fight uh, mm. a, a top tenner, yet nobody's picked up the phone. Tiago Moises picked up the phone. Well, that's it. I was thinking it was. So whilst I was waiting for this fight, I looked at it just to send it up. And obviously, you know why Conor and Dusty won that makes totally sense. <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, these are all these other people. And like someone said on Facebook or Twitter, I can't remember which it won, but they were saying, oh, but there's rumours going about that they could be Gaethje versus Chandler. Rumours, it hadn't happened yet. So why has no one accepted to, to fight this fight? They, Islam's right there, right now. Yeah. You've got all these other guys who are killers, who are killers, physically killers, but yet they, they won't want to fight him. I mean, there's, there's three people in the top five that have got um, 
got win streaks of three and above farts. He could have easily took one of those people on, but nobody's nobody's picked up the phone to him. It's as simple as that. And that's a shame, really, because this guy could be the world champion now if he'd have had been able to have the farts. But unfortunately, well, that's it. Well, you either fart him now or you fart him when he's beat all these other people and he's got a title shot because no one will, will want to fart him. Mm-hmm. And then you've got no choice to fart him when he's got the belt. And you're like, shit, well, I didn't want to fart him before. And well, now he's got the belt. I've got no choice, but I really don't want to fart him. So either way, you you train your arms and you, you need to fart his arm at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Absolutely. Um, so next week we have got uh, another fart nap. This time it's uh, Corey Sandhagen taking on Snakey McGee, TJ Dillashaw uh, in the bantamweight. It's a very kind of a light-weighted uh, card. It's uh, We've got a co-main event in the women's bantamweight, Aspen Lab versus Mercy Kiazon, uh, Carla Phillips against uh, Rallyan Paver, uh, Darren Elkins and Derek uh, Minna, and Macy Barber versus Miranda Maverick. So tune in next week to Five Rounds to hear me and Carlos break that down. Uh, but uh, thank you, everybody who's uh, who's watched along. Thank you, everybody who joined in uh, from uh, Twitter, from uh, Facebook, from YouTube, and from Twitch. Uh, go and follow uh, Radio Techers and go and check out the amazing content there, including a video by uh, Carlos here who uh, did a, a breakdown of weight cutting uh, and its uh, scientific benefits in, in uh, MMA. Uh, look out for that on. Uh, Five rounds after the bell, there'll be plenty of uh, content like that coming from Carlos uh, in the coming weeks, so I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, go and follow the networks, Techers, uh, Visioners, Gold Media, and Chair Shop. Follow me on Twitter, at PowerFiberMags. Follow Carlos here, at KurtBait underscore Carlos. And follow Five Rounds on all social medias. If it's on Twitter, it'll probably be me. If it's everywhere else, it's definitely going to be Carlos. Uh, but, yeah, thank you all for uh, listening and watching along. And that is the end. Adios, amigos. He's trying to finish. Bad. Hit it.